Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Off the Dome podcast. It is season three, episode eleven. This is Baller Nation. We got we got a nice little podcast coming up for you guys today on this week of the Off the Dome show. The MVP race has been really interesting this year. Very, uh, very, very different than in years past. Especially very different from last year because last year's race was a little bit dry. This year's race is lots of unpredictability. Uh, unpredictability about it especially with the Kevin Durant injury and some teams are underperforming other teams are overperforming it's been a, a hectic race there's genuinely six or seven possibly even eight candidates depending on how you look at it maybe nine like everyone in the top 10 other than I'd say one uh, that the MVP put out or that the, that the NBA put out is a genuine contender in the MVP race I think and we got the third returns of the NBA All-Star votes back in. And LeBron James, is he's still the king of the NBA. There was a second there where I'm like, hey, Steph Curry might have a chance at being the Western Conference captain. That's not going to happen because LeBron James has taken a firm hold on that. We're going to be going over the top 10 vote getters, players that I think should be getting in. I kind of did that my All-Star episode last week. But nevertheless, we're going to kind of touch base or going to touch back up on on that right there for for this week's episode of the Off the Dome podcast. If you're listening to this, watching this on YouTube or listening to this on Spotify, I appreciate you a whole heck of a lot. I I, I started watching The Bachelor, too, this week. So it's it's been a big week for me. I watched The Bachelor, the, the, the two first episodes. I just watched them on like city TV, like on the uh, on the Internet. It's an interesting show for sure. I've never seen it before. It's it's good. Teddy from this season and the pilot girl are the two best by like by far. But the guy the guy in the show, he looks kinda like Jesse Palmer, the host, and I think that he he's kind of an idiot. He pisses me off a little bit. Uh anyway, now that we got the important stuff out of the way, let's get going. The MVP ladder. The MVP ladder this year or this this year yeah, this year's been fucking it's been ri- ridiculous. It's been insane the MVP race. Every week there's a new MVP. You know, it was Stephen Curry at the at the beginning of this year and then it turned more into the the KD versus Giannis out of the Kumpo race recently. And now we've got a new number 1. And it's the same guy we had at number 1 last year. It's Nikola Jokic. The NBA put out their MVP rankings for this week and at number 1 was Nikola Jokic. I think it's pretty well-deserved. I'm going to take a quick peek at the standings right now to see where Jokic, because the Denver Nuggets currently in sixth place. And, of course, Nikola Jokic has been doing pretty much everything. Like, it's, it's, it's Jokic's team. Jokic is the reason why this team has a winning record at all. Um, there's, there's six right now in the Western Conference. Jokic is number one in the MVP race. And number two was Giannis Adetokounmpo and his team. And this is why the MVP race this year is so interesting. Normally, the MVP goes to the to the guy with the best stats whose team is in a top three spot in their respective conferences. That's normally how it goes. And most of the time, that player's team or that that player is a definitive top, you know, 10, top five player in the NBA. This year, however, when when I'm looking through the rankings of these of these players in the MVP race look, look who it is it's Nikola Jokic great stats his team's in sixth Giannis Antetokounmpo but, but the thing is too Jokic great stats his team's in sixth that's overachieving considering the injuries and the underperformings of other players on his team Giannis Antetokounmpo great stats his team's in fourth underperforming because he's got a good team around him 
they just haven't been able to put wins together right now as of late. Joel Embiid, amazing stats. He's been coming on really late. He's in third right now. His team's currently in fifth in the Eastern Conference. So, so far in the top three, there's no great stats, top three spot. Kevin Durant. Up next, his team, the Brooklyn Nets, are in third place in the Eastern Conference. That would probably be considered underperforming, and Kevin Durant's injured as well. So, And, and then Chris Paul in fifth place. Chris Paul is in fifth place in the MVP race and is averaging 14 points a game. That doesn't happen very often. That's not normal. That's not normal, and his team is amazing. And Chris Paul's there not because of his stats, but because his team is 35-9 and nine right now. The, the Phoenix Suns are going crazy right now. Stephen Curry, great stats. His team's in second. Curry's kind of been falling off recently, though, especially his efficiency-wise, and especially, and I, I really don't consider Stephen Curry to be a top-five MVP player right now. I just don't think he is at this moment in time. He's not been a top-five most valuable player in the NBA this season as of right now. I think Jokic and Giannis and Joel and KD, shit, you know, Chris Paul you could put above there, but you know, you could argue DeMar, John Morant, LeBron James, other players you could argue to put ahead of Steph Curry. Uh in, in seventh is DeMar DeRozan. He's putting up good stats and he's uh his team's in first first in the East. John Morant putting up great stats. Of of course all these guys are putting up good stats and and John Morant is third right now in the in the Western Conference. That's insane. And then Rudy Gobert back in ninth place in the MVP ranking above LeBron James, which to me is a shock. I think to most people that is a shock. And I'm not really going to hate on Rudy Gobert for that. You know, I think that's a lot of people's first instincts is to hate on Rudy Gobert. I don't like to do that. Uh, I think LeBron should be higher. I think LeBron, you know, he should be, you know, I personally think he's at least like a top seven, top six, top five MVP candidate right now. But that being said, the Lakers have been, they've been, struggling a lot they've been quite shit recently um losing a lot of games that they should be winning and that's really been the story of the of the season for the LA Lakers so far and there's been a whole lot of controversy and I the, the Russell Westbrook Frank Vogel whole thing right there the, the Lakers they're, they're a whole podcast episode of their own especially as we approach a trade deadline LeBron James teams are always interesting approaching trade deadline but you know what this LeBron James team has me thinking This is the same kind of team that LeBron will carry to the NBA Finals and lose in the Finals. This this Lakers team that LeBron James is currently on, it's it's got so many similarities to those Cavs teams that he would drag to the Finals for the East. And, you know, it it, it honestly could happen in the West this year. I think it'd be very funny and very kind of like a, a good way to sum up LeBron James's career is if he takes this this shell of a Lakers team drags them to the NBA finals and loses in the finals to whoever it is you know the, the Brooklyn Nets say with with the super team that'd be very I mean, that'd be very uh that, that would remind everyone of of his days in Cleveland where he would drag a, a terrible Cavs team through the, through the playoffs and lose to a super team in the finals and you know uh Look, LeBron being back in tenth in the MVP races, I don't, I don't really understand that. Rudy Gobert being in the in in ninth right now in the MVP races is, is quite interesting to me. I didn't really expect the NBA to be given this much respect to Rudy Gobert, but he's putting up sixteen points per game and fifteen rebounds per game, and I think like two point one blocks per game. Rudy Gobert has been insane this year. He is in my opinion, quite easily the most disrespected 
uh, player in, in the league, honestly. He, he really is. As a Spurs fan, I would want to say that it's DeJounte Murray because he's not even going to be in, in the All-Star game this year. But I think people, when, when people see DeJounte Murray being ranked highly amongst point guards, I don't see anyone complaining that DeJounte's there. I see everyone saying, hey, look, DeJounte. Everyone knows that DeJounte Murray is underrated. Everyone knows that, I think. But Rudy Gobert, he, he gets hate regardless, regardless of what he does. Um, we, I think as an NBA community, we kind of have to face the facts here. We kind of have to face the music here. Rudy Gobert is an amazing player. He's an all-star caliber player. He's an all-NBA caliber player. And I, I want to go as far as saying that he's the most valuable player on the Utah Jazz. He is, because when he wasn't there, his team has been really bad this year especially on defense. Gobert is the best defensive player in the NBA. He, he just is. He's the most valuable defensive piece on an NBA team. He's proven it time and time again. Defense is a difficult thing. It's a difficult, it's a difficult metric to, to measure just by blocks or steals or tip passes and stuff like that. It's a difficult metric to, ma- to measure. But when you look at the amount of points that the Utah Jazz give up, when Gobert is on the court compared to when he's not on the court, when Gobert is playing compared to when he's not playing, it's a huge difference. It just is. And I look, I, I love and, and Draymond kind of gives the same vibes off. Draymond Green, same kind of thing as Rudy Gobert. You know, they are the most they are they're most valuable when they have, you know, players who can score around them. They're not gonna lead a team to an NBA championship. They're, they've never been those kinds of players. But if Rudy Gobert was on a team, you know, if he was in a situation like Draymond's situation this year, Gobert would, I think, even have more of an impact on that on that Golden State Warriors team. But that that's enough there of, of Rudy Gobert and and the MVP. I think for me, real quick, just to recap the MVP in in tenth place. That this is the list that the NBA put out for the, for the MVP. LeBron James in tenth, Rudy Gobert in ninth, John Morant in eighth, Demar Derozan in seventh, Stephen Curry in sixth, Chris Paul in fifth. Kevin Durant in fourth, Joel Embiid in third, Giannis Antetokounmpo in second, and the MVP of the NBA, according to the NBA, is Nikola Jokic, which I really like this year. Uh, I'm happy that they've got Jokic there, because I said this last week, Jokic is the most, it seems like he's the most uh, disrespected former MVP that we've had. He he doesn't get the hype, and fair enough, but I think, you know, it, it to really understand how good Nikola Jokic is, you got to break down the film because he is just the fundamentals that Jokic brings to the table is insane. His, he can euro. This guy is seven feet tall. He can run point and he can euro step and he can pass and he rebound it. He's just the perfect basketball player almost. He just genuinely is. It's insane uh, the the quality that Nikola, that Nikola Jokic brings to the basketball court, brings to the hardwood every night. He's insane. If I was going to go through and give you guys my top five in the MVP, I don't even know. Like, I feel like Nikola Jokic being first is almost a stretch because I, I, I'm so sh- in shock. And he's been going off recently, though. I think I, I would stick with Jokic in first. I'd give... No, I'm going to go Giannis in first. I'd say Jokic in second, Joel Embiid in third. Kevin Durant I, still has to be there, though he's injured. I'm going to take KD out of it. I would Yeah, so I'd go... Giannis, Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid. Then give me, give me DeMar DeRozan, LeBron, Steph Curry, then Chris Paul, John Morant. 
barring like and I'm taking Kevin Durant out of the equation there because he has been injured. But this this can be a good opportunity now for for James Harden to make another push for the MVP because James Harden's always lurking around in that in that category. And I wouldn't be surprised by, you know, in a few weeks' time, we see James Harden sneak into the top 10 in the MVP race because every single year he ha- he seems to have his hat in the ring. Even last year, with Kevin Durant being hurt for a little bit, James Harden just started going off, and he reminds everyone. And I think that'll be interesting as, as the, the Nets progress without Kevin Durant. Will James Harden be reminding us of what he really is as an NBA player? Because Harden's as, as Harden as a basketball player is not the guy we've been seeing this year. He's choosing to be the Iverson this year. He's choosing not to score very much. He's choosing to be more of a ball handler or be more of a playmaker. He's leading the NBA in assists per game right now, James Harden, because he's he's just that much. He's a very versatile player. But will James Harden be reminding us of what this man is capable of doing? Will he be giving us these 45-point triple-doubles that we became so accustomed to three, you know, three, four seasons ago? Which still to this day makes me sad, irks me how 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 accustomed and how taken for granted James Harden was. We all took James Harden for granted. We took James Harden scoring thirty points every literally every night. Yeah, every single night he would score thirty points. We took that for granted. We took him putting up thirty six points per game for granted. That you know how rare that is over the course of an NBA season to be putting up thirty six points per game? That's not like the last guy to do that was like Kobe. Before that it was Michael Jordan. I that 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 is not normal. Thirty six points per game and we just we just glanced over. We're like, ah, that's nice. Whatever. What what else can you do? Like, we, like, how? I can't believe, like, we're going to look back in, in history. The next guy is going to put up 30 point, 36 points per game. It'll probably be 20, 30 years from now. And we're going to look back and we're, or, I don't know, like 10, 20, 30 years. It'll be a long-ass time before someone gives you 36 a game over the course of a season. And we're going to look back and look at the names. Who else has given us 36 points per game over a season? Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, oh, James Harden. Because he was that kind of a player, and I really want to see him start doing that again this year. Just kind of reminding everyone, hey, listen, I'm putting up the numbers that I want to put up, that, I, that I'm choosing to put up, because Harden's that kind of a guy. That's the MVP ladder right there. Uh, moving on, the, the NBA's third round of fan votes has finally come back. The, the All-Star votes' third returns are back, and LeBron James has proven once again for I think like the sixth season in a row that he is the king of the league. He just the most popular player in the NBA and he's got the most fans and he's going to get the most votes because that's what they do. I mean, shout out LeBron James fans who, shout out, I guess, yeah, shout out LeBron James fans for getting this man by far the most votes, by the way. The top 10 vote getters on the third returns in 10th was Paul George with 2.3 million votes. In 9th was John Morant with 2.6 million votes. In 8th was Andrew Wiggins with 2.6 million votes. In 7th was Joel Embiid with 3.5 million votes. DeMar DeRozan was in 6th with 4.1 million votes. Nikola Jokic in 5th with 4.1 million. Big jump. In fourth, Giannis with 5.1 million votes. In third was Kevin Durant with 5.4 million votes. In second was Stephen Curry with 6 million votes. And in number one, LeBron James with 6.8 million votes. Almost 
800 over almost 900,000 more votes in second place. LeBron James is a king of the NBA. He just is. He just is. And as I was looking through as well, I was looking through the the NBA All-Star voting. I kind of started to notice that hey, look at Fred Van Vliet. Fred Van Vliet might get into the All-Star game, which I would really be gassed about. Let me just try to pull up, uh, pull up the the All-Star voting again cuz by the time you're watching this it's probably it's probably all all done. Um but I saw Fred Van Vliet being third in the or seventh seventh sorry in the the all-star vote i can't fucking find it this is ridiculous i'm trying to find it whilst talking but i guess i'm just not that cool i don't know why the nba has got to make it this fucking difficult to find the all-star voting numbers but van vliet was seventh and dejounte murray still wasn't there and i'm giving up i've given up hope dejounte murray won't make the all-star game man it's a sad day it's a sad day for for me for us spurs fans it's a sad day DeJounte Murray. I mean, DeJounte Murray, is bit, he's like the hope of the team, man. And uh, I'm sorry that that you guys who are non-Spurs fans have to watch and listen to this fan of a mediocre, irrelevant-ass team complain that our best player isn't going to be an all-star. But it, I'm telling you, bro, like, it hurts. You know, it hurts for sure because the man's got potential. And I think our team's got potential, but we're still a few years away. We really are. And then we traded away Bryn Forbes and got... Hernan Gomez, I mean, like, fuck dope, I'll take it, like, I don't know, I don't really have an opinion on that, like, I don't really know, um, but yeah, DeJounte, DeJounte, the best defensive guard in the NBA, 6'5", giving you 19 points per game, 9 assists, 9 rebounds per game as a point guard, won't make the all-star game 2.2 steals per game he's not gonna make the all-star game you know it's sad it really is sad for me i'm not happy about that i'm really not you know but that's okay that's how the bullshit goes that that's just that's how the bullshit goes andrew wiggins i don't know how the fuck why the fuck andrew wiggins is is in seventh right now or eighth in in the in all-star voting i find that perplexing genuinely i don't know like how who is voting for this man who is who is voting for Andrew Wiggins to be an all-star? I don't quite understand it. I don't know. I feel like at this point I'm just kind of rambling and ranting on, but that's really all my thoughts I have about the NBA this week. The Lakers are ass, which is funny. I like that, that the Lakers are pretty bad this year, and I hope they continue to be bad. And it's even funnier because Russell Westbrook and Frank Vogel are just being used as scapegoats right now. They're the two people that everyone's just putting all the blame on. Russell Westbrook and Frank Vogel, could they be better? Sure, but is it all their fault? No, it's not. I don't know who can, who who chose to, to get Russell Westbrook. Who who made that decision? Why would you make that decision? I feel you can't blame Russell Westbrook for playing how he's been playing the last three or four years. This is what Russell Westbrook does. You know what you're getting into, and you picked him up in the offseason. And picked up Carmelo Anthony and Dwight Howard. Who this isn't 2010 anymore? You why would you make those moves? I don't know. It'll probably work out though, because this is what LeBron James teams do at the trade deadline. They got a bunch of old players. They're gonna get some some good pieces. They'll probably get some Jeremy Grants. They'll get some championship caliber role players, and make a run. 
because that's what they do. That's what the king does, the GM, the championship, the finals MVP. Ladies and gentlemen, that is episode 11 of season three of the Off the Dome podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, I appreciate you watching this. If you're listening on Spotify, thank you for listening. That's it. That's it for me. It's whatever. You know, I'm feeling good and living better. Drake once said that. Peace out, y'all.